Welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank our friends at Premium Bar Products for sponsoring this episode. If you're ready to step up your game at your home bar, check out premiumbarproducts.com to choose from their wide selection of glassware, all of which can be custom engraved with your personal message or logo. And there's no minimum order. So after the episode, head over to premiumbarproducts.com and check out everything they have to offer. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is The Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, we are on the road once again. This time we're in Louisville, Kentucky, though. Yeah. We're up in the, I guess, Frankfurt um, Avenue area. Clifton. Clifton Hills um, area. Bunch of great restaurants down here. And one of the most famous restaurants, Bourbon Bars in America. It makes all the list is Bourbon's Bistro. And we're here with Jason Bronner, one of the uh, proprietors, owners of Bourbon's Bistro. But he's not here to really talk about the bistro today. He's talk, here to talk about something else. He's got Buzzard's Roost. It's a new sipping whiskey company that he has just launched. You can see it on the shelves here in Kentucky right now. I just saw it the other day over at Liquor Barn, um, all sitting there pretty and stuff. So Jason's with us today. Jason, welcome to the Bourbon Road. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome to the show. I, you've got these lined up here. you got four of them lined up just like soldiers, ready to go to work. So. <laughs> right, definitely. All right. So um, we like to get straight to the whiskey, uh, and then we'll we'll talk about you know how things came about and what what you have going on. But for right now, you've in our in our glass, you've got something poured for us, uh, and we're ready to take a sip. What what oh, is it? Okay. Our, uh, the first uh, selection we're going to do is our very small batch. Uh, this is kind of the the first product we came out with. Um, so what we do is we source some barrels from MGP. We're not shy about that. They make a great rye. Uh, and then what we do is we've developed some barrels, uh, proprietary barrels through Independent Stave Company. And what we'll do is we uh, we will rebarrel these uh, from Independent Stave. We'll rebarrel them in our barrels, our proprietary barrels, and uh, they'll sit in our barrels anywhere from six to eight weeks. Uh, and then that's kind of what we do is kind of put our little touch on, on, uh, an already good product. So, all right. So, so these are double barrel whiskeys mm-hmm. in and, a sense. Yes. And it, like you said, MGP, but everybody knows MGP is well-respected stuff, especially Definitely. in the rye world, right? right? Definitely in the rye world. They're, they're starting to pick up some, some speed in the bourbon world too, sure. but, uh, definitely in the rye world, uh, uh, a lot of. You know, a lot of the labels out there are probably MGP. Absolutely. Can you tell Jim's excited? His lips, he's licking his lips over there. I'm, I've got a nervous twitch here, man. <laughs> he is the rye guy. So I get kind of like Pavlog's dog over here, you know. <laughs> I'll start to start to drool a little bit when you ring the bell. All right. Well, let's check it out. Yeah. Oh, wow. So to give you a little history about it, um, I was never a big rye fan. I really didn't sit around and enjoy drinking ryes. I know ryes are great for cocktails. Uh, they kind of stand up to what you want to put on top of them. So really what with this uh, ISC, with these barrels that we've developed, I was kind of out to make a, a bourbon drinker's rye. So this is, it's a little more mellow. I think you can really sit around and sip on it. And that's why we kind of 
came up with buzzer juiced sipping whiskeys. That's kind of what I'm out to do. All right. Is to make some sipping whiskeys. Well, I'm just I'm just checking out the nose right now, Mike, and I'm getting candied orange, a little bit of juniper berry, I think. Yeah, I can get that citrus on here. Um, you know, that standard MGP nose on here. Some light chocolates to me a little bit coming out. Um, whenever we talk about sipping whiskey and a bourbon man's whiskey, I was actually watching Mad Men the other day and Don Draper on there. He is famous for his drinking rye, rye whiskey. And I thought that was very interesting uh, being from a spirits podcast and seeing in the sixties what they were drinking back then. Cause they tried to stay as close to mm-hmm. historical facts as possible on that sure. show. So coming back out with a gentleman's whiskey. Right. I, I mean, I think so. Um, there's nothing wrong with rye whiskey. I just think, you know, um, being here at bourbon's bistro for that many years, uh, I really came to love bourbon and uh, love all the nuances of bourbon. So, uh, with this kind of new company that we've we've started, that uh, uh, I love the possibility of of how we're not really manipulating the 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 juice, but um, just the evolution of the barrel. Uh, we kind of trying to consider ourselves some maturation experts, or we're, that's what we're going to field in. If you think about, um, well, these are these are ninety five five, so ninety five percent rye, five percent. Uh, Barley, so that's a really high rye. If you think of some of the ryes on the markets, uh, just to name one or two, they're they're usually probably in the fifty-five to fifty-three percent range, like Kentucky rye style. Yeah, so these are real high ryes, and uh, to 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 do what we're doing, our barrels and our maturation with them, uh, I'm really excited about the future. Yeah, I think you know as I taste this, I just took a sip, Mike. Cheers, by the way. <laughs> Cheers, but. Uh, as I take a sip of this thing, I'm just overwhelmed by the sweetness and the amount of um, um, flavor that hits the tongue all at once. Kind of, uh, I'm kind of wondering if that second barreling hasn't just really shot that that upfront sweetness up pretty high. It is, you know, and and like I said, I can't uh, can't tout enough what these guys down at Independent Stave are doing with with the innovation of the barrels. So if you think about everybody with even bourbon, uh, all using almost the same ingredients, you know, you're going to get the difference in, in yeast, which is a huge thing. Uh, but a lot of the flavor comes from the barrel. So it's just a different way of treating the barrel. And chemically, we can analyze that. We've, I've learned so much about wood over the past three years of what extractions uh, come from the wood at certain temperatures at certain time under different types of heat. Uh, and that makes a huge difference on the barrel. So we use, you know, number one char exclusively. Uh, we do have a toasted product out, but uh, we'll we'll also we use a really really heavy toast. So what we do is we'll toast that barrel for an extra long time, bring all those sugars to the surface. Uh, we'll use a number one char. It's easier for the liquid to get through that number one char to get through to that that heavy toasted layer that we've got in there. And uh, I think it can kind of see it makes a it makes a pretty good difference. I'm getting a little bit of orange marmalade, uh, maybe on a biscuit in the morning on this right here. There you go. There you go. That sounds good right now. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I think I think a, a a bourbon drinker could easily gravitate towards this. No doubt about it. I think if if you want to present a rye to a bourbon drinker, this wouldn't be a bad choice. Yeah, I think it's a it's a definitely good entry level. Uh, to the rye world, um, even though we're starting at a 95.5. So 
I, I felt that we took three uh, non-selling points and turned it into selling points. So we're we're working with some some young whiskey. Uh, all of the stuff that we've been working with is three years old. Uh, we're also at a high proof. We're at 105 proof. That's our minimum. And then uh, it's a 95.5. So these are three aspects that might turn some people off that for me, all of a sudden, you know, it's only 105 and, and it's only three years old. I don't think it tastes like any of those. You know, I think it, it, it's got a little bit more um, roundness, a lot more quality than you would think in a three-year-old. It, it's very bold mm-hmm. um, where some 95.5s have a more of a sweetness candied taste to it. You know, I said this had an orange marmalade. This has more spice to it. And maybe that comes from that, that toasted barrel that you're mm-hmm. putting it back into. Um, where the other ones haven't had that in the past for me. Right. And these are going to open up definitely with, the, you know, we're having the meat right now. Uh, once again, drop a little drop of water in there, one or two. A cube of ice doesn't hurt it. It almost makes it uh, a little more dangerous. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little curious about the barrels. Can we go back to that just for a minute? Sure. So you guys are having these barrels specifically made for your purpose. That's correct. And you're taking this this uh, this MGP 95.5 rye and uh, carefully placing it in these new barrels for about six months. I would imagine that six weeks. Did you? Oh, did you say six weeks? I'm sorry. <laughs> six weeks. Six to eight weeks, depending on the weather. So, are these barrels? Are there, is it something that um, that is seasonal dependent? Are you doing this in like the fall, the winter? Are you trying to do this in the summer? Does it really matter since it's such a short time? We're doing it uh, all year round. Okay. And like I said, the, the the barrels will put such a such an impact on the whiskey in such a short time. And like I said, it, even the winter time, I think it only drug out to about eight weeks. And we really haven't done uh, that much more than that. So we pulled them pretty quick because we were happy with the results that we've got, but we're still uh, also going to look into leaving it in our barrels for a little bit longer to yeah. see if it even, you know, we don't want to overcook it as they say. Sure. So you were able to, 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 to taste its progression over that six weeks and you said, okay, it's ready. We need to pull this out. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. We were ready, ready for market for sure. So let me get to your name, Buzzard's Roost. <laughs> that name sticks with me for yeah. some reason, probably because I live out, um, outside of Shelbyville, mm-hmm. out towards Waddy, and there's a Buzzard's Roost Road out there. <laughs> there is, as a matter of fact. Uh, when we got started with this project, uh, we were looking to do a, a distillery. We, we actually tried to get uh, a full-blown distillery done, and if you're familiar with Bardstown Bourbon Company, that's what we wanted to do. You know, 36-inch column still, we wanted to be a big producer. Uh, I'm pretty picky with my whiskey or one of my own brand. I didn't want to source. You know, I was kind of stubborn at first. I uh, didn't want to source at all. So we had, uh, we uh, looked at a farm. We put some money down on it, did all the, you know, got the tax incentives, had an investor lined up, and last minute the guy backed out, which maybe good, maybe bad. But uh, it was actually the, uh, a farm that bordered Buzzard's Roost Road. I kind of thought that, but every time I passed that uh, yeah. that road, I, I and then I saw Buzzard Roost, and I was like, "Man, are those two connected in some yeah. way?" Um, but uh, for people that don't know about buzzards, they do roost at nighttime, just like wild turkeys. Sure, uh, they're a bird of prey. A lot of people don't know that, yeah. but 
still cool a cool uh concept to me yeah and that that the farm was beautiful and it you know just kind of slipped through our fingers i wish we really could have gotten it we had uh plans for about 13 different warehouses on the property had a nice old uh, uh a real old homestead on there that we were going to use as kind of a gift shop b&b type thing uh, it was just a, a beautiful farm and I, I hated to see it go but uh I, like i said i realized pretty quick that somebody wasn't going to give me 30 million dollars <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is this is definitely a tasty rye, um, and I'm, I'm curious to know what's your uh, MSRP on this. Uh, the small batch is about fifty bucks, and that's available here at the restaurant as well, right? It is, it is, and uh, right now we're in the state of Kentucky. Um, this uh, this year, 2021, we've took on some investment, and uh, we should be in about five states by the end of the year. Awesome. Yeah. Good job. Now, are you able to ship out of the state of Kentucky right now or? Uh, no, not at the not moment. Yet. Not at the moment. Now, what five states are you able to tell us which five states you're going to be going and to? And I, it, they're working on all the ABC <laughs> laws with that. And excuse me, that's our, um, our CEOs working on that, Judy Hollis. Uh, I'm sure one of them you could be sure about is probably D.C. because everybody tries to get into D.C. right away. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really can't say. And so um, our listeners will just have to look for you out there. And uh, yeah, just on our social media, we'll as soon as we get something locked in, we're going to be posting it on our social media and, and uh, we'll get it to the folks somehow. You know. Well, I mean, everybody tries to make a bourbon, bourbon pilgrimage to Kentucky, right? right. And uh, whenever you come to Kentucky, um I'm sure you're going to hit a plenty of stores, but what you need to do is come downtown Louisville, right? Not really downtown. Yeah. We're just, about, we're about three miles uh, from the heart of downtown, heart of downtown, but well worth that three mile drive or Uber ride over here. Come into Bourbon's Bistro. You can buy some whiskey, eat a great meal. Uh, maybe even see Jason in here. Uh, I'm in here quite a bit. Very recognizable. <laughs> He'll be wearing a cowboy hat and he's got a big goatee. Yeah, I'm in here quite a bit. All right, so shall we move on to the next one? Well, I, you still got it. plenty of whiskey well, in the glass. I, I told I told Jason I was going to drink mine. So I'm, well, I'm going to drink did. mine, but I'm going to I'm going to I learned from my last week. <laughs> you made good on your on your statement there. Well, I'm a little bit larger of a man than Jim is, so I can uh, I can take just a little bit more. <laughs> what we're going to move on to is um, our single barrel. This single barrel actually won a gold medal in 2020 in San Francisco World Spirits Competition. So we're really proud about that as our first uh, hitting the road, uh, hit the ground running type thing. Um, we, we were surprised by it, but, but still, uh, like I said, think we're kind of on the right track with what our secondary aging is doing. Well, Heckless knows this thing. Oh, it's got a little bit deeper sweetness to it. And what was the proof on this one? They're both 105. 105. Now, was there a reason you picked 105? You know, uh, I've always been a fan of well, 100 proof or better. You know, kind of a uh, – it's just – I think that's where all the flavor is. I, I think it under – as long as I've been tasting whiskey, uh, there's some great, you know, 80, 90 proofs out there. But I just think that you're really going to start to get into some flavor. Yeah. Uh, when you hit the 100 proof range. And 101's taken, 107's taken, <laughs> 105's right in the middle. Why yeah, not? <laughs> you know, our, our whiskey just kind of works at 105. And 
I think, you know, for the small batch or even at the single barrel, if you want to mix a cocktail with it, it's got enough to stand up to where you can you, you can put some stuff to it and still have that flavor come through at, at the 105 level. So this one is different. It's a little softer for me, um, I think. It feels a little softer and also a little more oak influence, I think, on this one. A little less sweetness, a little more oak. But this is this this is double barreled they're both yeah they're so both in double this barreled. case you're you're putting in one barrel into another barrel and then carefully not blending that one and just using it as a single barrel exactly what we'll, we'll so we'll we'll buy uh whiskey from mgp we will have our um barrels sent from our our barrels are made in uh, lebanon missouri so uh independent stave company is in lebanon kentucky and lebanon missouri I don't know why, but a lot of oak there. <laughs> yeah, right. A lot of oak in Lebanon, right. Uh, Missouri. Right. So uh, we get them from Lebanon, Missouri. Uh, we will rebarrel them, and like I said, these are brand new fifty-three gallon barrels. We're not cutting any corners. Uh, I'm kind of a traditional guy when it comes to whiskey. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to put any influence on it that shouldn't be there. This is all just treating the wood a little different, you know. Um, and like I said, we'll, so the aged whiskey, we will buy around three-year whiskey. And uh, that's what we've been working with. You know, we've, we've um, we figured if if our experiment went wrong, it wouldn't cost us a whole lot of money. But but still, it, it you know, um, to see what this does with this young rye is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, let's taste this thing. I, I already did. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's delicious. I was just going to let him finish his conversation there. <laughs> I don't think he's going to finish. Yeah. <laughs> he's drinking. That's all right. Mike's doing his work in the background there. <clears throat> that's some uh, less spice on this one for me anyways. Um, I don't know if that's because it's a single barrel. And when the first one you had blended a couple in that small batch, one barrel might have had a little bit more spice. But this is less spicy. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is a little bit softer. Um, not as sweet, though. So same amount of time, though. Same amount of time. Okay. And that's what we try to, we, you know, what I'm looking for is kind of the, 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 the one that sneaks by you that you don't, it doesn't really drink like it's 105 proof. doesn't really drink like it's three-year-old. So we try to find, especially those barrels that stand out, we'll say, oh, you know, we'll go through our, our, our tasting and say, wow, this one, this one really shines and the reasons why it shines. So, um, you know, we try to try to have a a portfolio that has something kind of out there for everybody. I think that's that's definitely nice of you to, you know, some companies will start out with one whiskey or they might start out with two. But heck, you've started out with really five, I guess, or four in front of us today. Um, and I'm sure that was tough to do right out of the just right out of the gate. Well, you know, like I said, we've been we had been working on a distillery for a while and we had these plans. You know, we've been doing this wood research for a while as well. So we've, we've had plans for over probably three to four years. So when we finally, uh, you know, got got going, it's like, well, we need these are the products that we had and we already had them kind of uh, in, in the gun ready to go. So. Um, so whenever you do go up to MGP and buy barrels um, for our listeners, you know, do you go in there and taste every barrel or do you do, go in there and they say, hey, here's um, 50 barrels that you could have? Well, it's a little bit of both. I mean, we're somewhat selective of what we can what we get from there just because. I mean, we, we just, 
you know, they'll give you a big list of this is this is what's available. And we kind of go through and pick and, and see and what type of barrel is it in, what part of the warehouse is it in. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into just just picking MGP juice for us. And then uh, we'll get sent samples and we'll either send them back or we'll say, yeah, we'll take so many of those and so many of these. So is it representative samples that you get? So this represents a group of 10 barrels. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Okay. And you find that to be pretty accurate for the most part? We do. We do. Uh, you know, it, I've never really had a bad barrel from there. I mean, we, we've had, we've had some simple samples that we've, we've not used, you know, we've sent them back and say, well, and, and kind of honed in on, you know, certain, like I said, certain floors and certain types of barrels that they use. Cause they use a couple different types of barrels sure. and, and things. So. Well, I think what's the price point on this one you said? Uh, now the single barrel is around 70. That's still a great price. You think for, for uh, MGP juice, I've seen it way higher than that, almost double in some places. Um, so not a bad price point for a nice, beautiful bottle. Yeah, you know, I, like I said, when we when we came out to the public, I, I didn't want to have something that was, you know, unreachable. I didn't want to have a hundred dollar bottle of whiskey, uh, especially at our first swing at it. So um, we're real happy with what's going on. It is it it is expensive how we do it, and you know our our brand new barrels that we put it in, uh, they're kind of sitting in storage and it's like man that's a brand new barrel we got and, and they're, they're expensive so anybody yeah. that goes out and buys used barrels for 100 bucks 150 dollars a pop they have no idea what a new barrel costs right right and these are used for only six weeks so right. they, they they look brand new you know and but we we technically can't use them again if we did you know we will you know we've thought about maybe coming up with a uh, an american whiskey to where you can use a, a barrel twice. As long as you're going to, if as long as what you put in there is going to spend a little time in it, right? Definitely. Yeah, uh, second time around, anyway. Yeah, we, you know, we've talked about doing it, like I said, an American whiskey, a bourbon style American whiskey. Uh, but that's where you can use that, that barrel twice. So uh, we'll see what, we'll see what happens down the road. Yeah, he needs to find himself a honey company is what he needs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Send them off, get them back. Then pour something out. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we're coming up on the break. Uh, it's been awesome to try two of these. I think I'm look, really looking forward to the next two in the second half. And anytime you say barrel strength and toasted, yeah, in the same sentence. And rye. Heck, why not? Why not? <laughs> That's like the trifecta for me. That's your trifecta. But I, I'm super excited about the second half. Obviously, you can tell that I, I really enjoyed your whiskey, Jason. Um, yeah. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Well, you know, you can't drink whiskey without glassware. And Mike and I are extremely pleased to have a sponsor like Premium Bar Products. Premium Bar Products offers direct-to-consumer the finest whiskey glasses, cocktail glasses, and bar tools with your own personal engraving. I mean, you can write anything you want on these glasses. Anything from a company logo to a personal statement and there are no minimum orders. Their direct consumer platform offers you the opportunity to purchase small quantities of your favorite glass shapes that enhance the pleasure of enjoyment and drinking a whiskey and make it all very positive. They offer the absolute finest trending and handmade glasses as well as a comprehensive range of styles and all of their items have been designed with purpose, practicality, and longevity in mind. So if you're a bourbon or whiskey group 
and you need custom logos, you need to reach out to Premium Bar Products. If you're an individual, you just want a few for your bar, to impress your friends, to give out as gifts, you need to call Premium Bar Products. They need to be your one and only source for custom glassware. I can tell you right now, the Bourbon Road, that's who we use. Janie and Carson and the team there at Premium Bar Products will take care of you. They'll treat you like family and they'll take care of you with every order. So if anybody's wondering what all this noise is, is in the background, we are in an operating restaurant here, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, we're Bourbon's Bistro. They're getting ready for their uh, night tonight. Um, this place will be stuffed to the gills with people. Even with COVID, they got their their tables uh, distance a great deal apart. But still, it, for what they have out tonight, it'll be packed. Uh, I've never been in here and been by here, and this place isn't full. Yeah. So that would speak to its quality and uh, – Got a great little bourbon bar up there, quaint. You can't sit at the bar right now in uh, Louisville area, but well, we've got tables that that are sitting just off the bar, so you're <laughs> technically sitting at a table. <laughs> but still, you could come in here and get a good bourbon, great bourbon. He's got a good list up there. I think you got say 160 bourbons on the shelf. You know, I, I quit counting. And the, you know, they come in and out, and and it's not you know. The shelves are full. Yeah. And, it, you know, we, we kind of look at more of the quality these days. I mean, or try to anyway. But, yeah, we will keep anywhere from 130 to 160 bourbons out there. You got a back private stock somewhere? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a special list for special yeah. guests. There's some folks out there that have been to the office, and the office is uh, kind of where my heart lies. <laughs> so you probably got a little bit of food that's off the menu too. Now you got a few bourbons that are off the menu. Yeah, exactly. Well, when you have a chef on staff, like I said, you can look at me until I don't miss many meals. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, the office. I've, I've I've been collecting bourbon for a long time. I'm a huge fan of uh, anything made before 1980. You know, just because um, uh, different way they used to make it, the, the flavors that they're um, you really get some unique unique. Uh, bourbons from back in the day. I think I've had uh, bourbon in every decade from 1900 on. Wow. So a lot of prohibition stuff, a lot of stuff from the 40s and 50s, uh, just really good stuff. Yeah, Mike and I have had a few on the show. We, we definitely enjoy the dusty shows as we get to try some of those bourbons. So um, there's it was a different time back then. Things were done a little bit differently. Yeah, it's hard to get somebody to open up a bottle from uh, pre-prohibition, though. That's the Right. That's the key. Everybody always wants to show them to me. And I'm like, well, heck, let's let's crack that thing open. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the second half here, um, what do you got for us? All right. We're going to start with our barrel strength. So, uh, like I said, we kind of hit the ground running with our small batch and single barrel. We knew we were always going to do that. Uh, I'm a big barrel strength person. So, that was a, a question out there. Where are we going to find some good enough to that we could put out? And so um, that was, a, of course, a yes. So uh, this this one comes in at 115.2. There's uh, We've got a few different ones out on the market because we've done different barrels with them. Uh, I think there's a 113 floating around out there and a, a 114. So they're right in that they're right in that range. So this is a barrel strength. It's also a single barrel. That's correct. Okay. So <laughs> you're, you're getting the best of both worlds there. Right, right. And that comes in at retail. That's about $80. Man, I'm getting some grandma's uh, <laughs> canned peaches on this. Some peaches, huh? 
Oh, it's so funny you mentioned that grilled peaches. Yeah, I could. You ever take? You know, my grandma would. She would can a peach, uh, and then my grandfather, when he's cooking steaks, he'd put it on that grill. Not a fresh one, but sure. <laughs> a can one, mm-hmm. and it would still leave those grill marks. Kind of toasted. Oh yeah, uh, that syrup that was in there mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm not sure I'd have called that out if you hadn't mentioned it, but that that suggestion of yours made it just like pop right out. <laughs> Me and my weird tasting notes and uh, but a beautiful nose on this for sure. Yeah, it's also got a it's also got a nice sweet nose to it. Now this one, uh, I mean, they're all spending time in that secondary barrel. That's that's your signature run right there. Right, right. Okay, got it. Now which barrel they spend time in? Um, that's that's not noted. Okay. But we, we have probably, I think it's nine or ten. We're up to nine or ten proprietary barrels that are just made for buzzard roost. Wow. So it's buzzard roost one through ten. I wouldn't have guessed this was a rye um, whiskey when I first nosed it just because of the sweetness on it. It doesn't have that. I think most ryes have a little pungent nose to them. This doesn't have that at all, um, especially if I'm getting that peach, toasted peach. Um yeah, I think there. you'll find sometimes, like I said, a lot of ryes are um, a little bit grassy, a little earthy, a little more. Yeah. Uh, you got, it has some grassy green tones to it. Yeah, this one's got a little caraway, though, for me. Just a little bit of caraway. So roasted peaches, grilled peaches is better, right? Yeah. Now, do you pour anything on those grilled peaches when they're grilling? Do you pour a little something on them? Or? I'm always <laughs> sipping on something with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you can slice off a little piece and you could even slip that in your bourbon if you wanted to. If, or even in your rye whiskey. I think they call that chef's choice when you <laughs> kind of cut a little piece off and yeah. make sure it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. I'm not going to forget that, Mike. So the 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 label color at the bottom is is got a little bit of peach colored stripe on it. It so. does. You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, now the bottle. How did you come about selecting this bottle? Well, kind of along with the name and the and the, the uh, I wanted to, an old older sounding name. Uh, yeah, I wanted. A, to sound like it's been around a while. I didn't really, um, I didn't want anything new kind of sounding. I, I wanted it like we almost revived an old name, but we didn't. I didn't want to go through the the pain of doing that. And the bottle, I just think it, it, it reminds me somewhat of a kind of old, tall, cylindrical Western bottle to me. Uh, even though they, they, a lot of people say it's the wine bottle or it's the, uh, you know, the shouldered bottle. Uh, I've always just, I, I just love that. You know that tall kind of cylindrical look. It's well, kind of like the. It looks a little bit like the like the the what are the the BTAC bottle, right? Kind of. Yeah, the, kind of, kind of. It's got that long, slender neck, which I like. Uh, you know, I posted on social media lately about um, bottle shapes and sizes in the neck. To me, matters a lot because on a short neck bottle, um, you know, those, they're square or even Blanton's bottle. Whenever you pour that. Um, and a lot of people don't think that, but that that neck and that lip on the the top of the neck, it uh, it'll always it's hard to pour because it doesn't want to pour out of there. It wants right. to leak down the side of the bottle. Mm-hmm. And who wants to waste a whiskey, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's an important thing to me. Well, I mean, if you want an accurate gun, you get one with a long barrel, right? <laughs> if you want an accurate pour, you get one with a long neck. Yeah. Well, I'd call it a long and sexy neck. Is what yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> well, let's taste this thing. All right. Yeah, that's uh, that's concentrated goodness right there. It's definitely concentrated a little bit more. You know, for me, um, the difference between the first two 
had to do with the spice. This one is amped up because the flavors are more concentrated and you got a little more proof to it. It just coats your mouth. It's just like eating that uh, canned toasted peach. <laughs> it is just it coats your mouth and flavors. Um, it's very complex. I'm still getting that peach on there, though. I, I love it. This is very, very delicious. It's uh, definitely viscous. You know, it kind of coats your mouth. It's got that good front-to-back mouthfeel to it. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll find some whiskeys that will finish up front or finish in the back. And, and I'm always looking for that whole package. You know, I, yeah. I love a, just a, a long finish, a good start in the front. You get a little bite up front, moves to the middle. Gives you a good finish in the back, and it almost, you know, ends up in your chest a little bit for everybody's, you know, everybody knows about the Kentucky yeah, it's, it's here. So. I feel it. I would call that almost, uh, it's a definitely, a, this to me would be an after-dinner whiskey. Um, maybe even sit down with a good dessert like a cream brulee or something, or even a piece of cheesecake or, heck, anything. piece of fat man chocolate cake. I don't care, um, but I would sit down and sip this with it. It definitely goes well with with a, a good piece of chocolate. We get some uh, of the you know the, the cocoa uh, pellets in the back. We use to make our we make all our desserts here and things. And and depending on the milk chocolate or the dark chocolate, uh, it goes really cool with both of them. I'll, I'll send sometimes I'll send just pieces of that chocolate out and, and really taste it with that. It's 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 really cool. So the the restaurant. Um, the the servers you have here and the and the bar staff and and the chefs and I mean they're very knowledgeable about their bourbon as well, right? Very. We try. You know, uh, the COVID has kind of knocked us back a little bit with some of our staff and what have you, but uh, we definitely put them through some pretty rigorous training about uh, their bourbon because they you know they need to know what they're talking about and uh, when people are coming here asking you know almost every table asks you questions about bourbon so so uh, you know we try to make sure that uh, they know what they're talking about and and, and can help you and, and guide you down the right path so it's a good place to do uh, bourbon and food pairings we do we've done everything from uh, you know we've did uh, we were in was a wine enthusiast, I think, with um, we did a bourbon and cheese deal, which was really cool. Uh, here it was, it was a bourbon and cheese dinner and uh, came out with some really interesting things out of that. Of course, we've done the bourbon and chocolate, uh, you know, and we've done we have bourbon and desserts and marinades and uh, salad dressings and, and you name it. We've we've tried it. <laughs> now, do you do some special events here, too? Have you did any bourbon uh, buzzers roost? You know, ever since we started here, we were kind of one of the first to do bourbon dinners. We, we've probably done 75 to 100 bourbon dinners here over the years and uh, kind of fell out of style there for a while, at least with us, they did. Um, so we really haven't uh, done any bourbon dinners lately. But, you know, we're, we're talking about re reviving, get back into them. I know a lot of people are doing them. Uh, but, uh, you know, we will have cocktail parties and, and do whatever with different uh, bourbon sponsors and whatever. You know, um, but uh, we really haven't done any events with Buzzard Roost yet. I think probably this spring we'll do a few. Now we're hoping things will open up here soon, right? Yeah, this year has definitely been uh, a challenge for all of us. And uh, hopefully we are geared to make it through the other side. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. All right. Well, let's let's see what's in our next glass, Mike, and then we'll talk a little bit about what you got going on now. What what people can look for in the future? Very good. The next one is we uh, we did this exclusive. This is a uh, just a toasted barrel. Uh, our this secondary aging barrel. It's all no char. 
It's just a real heavy toast. And uh, I know there's some other toasted products on the market now, but I think uh, we give them a run with this one. Oh. And it also comes in at uh, that barrel strength. But, uh, we did say it was 115. This comes in at 105 as well. Okay. Uh, now, now, Jim, I'll tell you, I know this thing. And this thing's got a sweet, sexy, delicious nose on it. If if the whiskey is as good as the nose, uh, this yeah. thing smells amazing. The, the, for me, I mean, I don't know what you got, Mike, but I got I got butterscotch on the nose. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. This was a this was a showstopper. We were real happy about this one, and it is uh, it's something nice. I mean, it, you can sense your profile underneath that, but that but that but that butterscotch for me is way up front on my nose. Well, heck, let's just go ahead and taste this. Cheers, I, can't, guys. I can't take it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is, uh, it's just dripping. Yeah. I mean, it's Werther's butterscotch just dripping on my mouth. It's just everywhere, all at once. My entire tongue is coated. Very viscous. Now, what was the proof yeah. on this again? 105, yeah. So this is a 105. Mm -hmm. um, just a beautiful whiskey. Listeners, if, I'm telling you, if you see this on a shelf at a store, you better snatch it up. Now, what's this run for MSRP? And that's 80 as well. So 80 that, bucks. that's right there with the uh, with the uh, barrel strength. I, I'd put this bottle of rye right up against Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel, which yeah. we had high praise for. Um, you know, I. it seems like anything toasted I love. Yeah. Um, and I know you love it too, Jim. I do. I um, do. This is just amazing. Yeah, toasted barrel just does magic on on whiskey, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. And this, the, you know, it's not overly toasted where you're going to kind of get that smoke. You're not getting so much of the smoke, or uh, not really into that deep, deep, darker marshmallow type thing. You're, it, this is kind of a even though it, our toast is a deep toast, it because it didn't sit in there that long. It's just got this hint of, of a great toast. And it's almost got a little bit of nuttiness to, to yeah. me, like a, almost a toasted, like a, almost a, like a pistachio or something. I can't really put my finger on it, but it's, it's like a, it's just real smoky, not, not smoky, but like almost nutty type. I'm thinking peanut brittle. Peanut brittle. I, I just can't get over the butterscotch for me though, Mike. Just, very viscous, very mouth coating, very dripping. I almost want to say honey, like dripping honey butterscotch. Um, yeah, this is a. Uh, you got four fine soldiers there. <laughs> this one's this one's this one's the captain of the guard. Well, you can kind of tell their popularity too because uh, it starts out at the uh, very small batch, just has a little out of it. Then you go to single barrel, has a little more, and then the barrel strength. It it's. About one third gone, but that there's not a whole lot left of that toasted barrel left. <laughs> yeah. So what we were doing with that is um, when we produce toasted, it's always going to be in the fall. And then whenever it kind of runs out, it runs out in the spring. It'll always be it'll always have its heyday in the fall. And, you know, we'll be making more of it because obviously we want everybody to have it all year. But uh, this one's slowly fading away very soon. Uh, we're doing the barrel strength and that's going to be mainly, I think in the spring. And, and so that, that release will be in the spring and then hopefully it'll go through to the fall. So, uh, we're kind of back and forth with them, the, the, the toasted's in the fall and then the barrel strengths in the spring. Now, why not a toasted barrel strength? 
now, you know, I wanted to come out with it. I don't know if you guys are from town and uh, uh, I don't know if you're quite as old as I am. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the guy, he, I think it was Sun TVs. He said, I want to. I want to give them away, but my wife won't let me. Yeah. That type of thing. I wanted to do that. And the, and the, the, you know, the, my group's holding me back. It's like, Jason, we got to make some money at some point, you know, because that would be obviously a little bit more expensive to do a barrel strength. And we still didn't want to hit that hundred, mar- hundred dollar uh, mark yet. But I, that would, that was my choice. I actually have a bottle of it in my office. I, what? <laughs> I said you have to hold back one bottle of the toasted ad barrel strength for me. Hey, I'd pay ninety nine ninety five for that. <laughs> I would too. Line up on her hundred bucks. <laughs> Psychologically, anyways. Um, yeah, so I, I, it, I buy it. It's good stuff, and uh, I, I wouldn't doubt if we don't put out a barrel strength of that. Uh, I just, you know, they 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 can't fight me forever on that one. <laughs> I think if the word gets out on this, when you're gonna have people lining up on release day, I mean, it, it's really, I mean, they're all good whiskeys. I mean, they're all good whiskeys. That one's special. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We we're, we're we're really proud of it, and we're you know, I mean, we're proud of all of them. Um, and um, like I said, this is our kind of first year of scratching the surface, and. Uh, we've got some other things in the pipeline that we, I guess we can talk about. Um, That's what we're here for. Yeah. You know, so moving forward, we do have a few things in the works. We've, uh, uh, what's really interesting to me is, you know, I told you I wasn't a rye fan at first and uh, I'm not a Scotch fan either, even though I drink it for comparison and whatever, you know, sure. drink all types of whiskeys. Uh, but I think Buzzard Roost, we're going to do an attempt at a peat smoked rye. And then we're going to do a tobacco smoked rye. A tobacco smoked rye. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll take some, it's actually some Kentucky peat. And we're going to smoke the barrel with a Kentucky peat. And then secondary age our whiskey in the barrel that's been smoked with peat. Well, I think that what you'll find there is probably a, just a hint instead of an overpowering. And that's that's exactly what I'm looking for is just that hint, that hint of smoke and that hint of peat and earth. Uh, so we're, we've are got our fingers crossed on that one. And the tobacco barrel, I think, hopefully is going to I mean, that, that kind of tells of a Kentucky story, doesn't it? Sure does. I yeah. think so. Uh, so we'll do the same thing. We'll take some... Uh, select tobacco smoke a barrel and then secondary finish our whiskey in that and we're going to see what uh see what happens uh we're, we're we're really hopeful on both of those now i know our listeners are wondering are you going to do a bourbon you know i'm glad you asked me that because uh we're we are uh in the process of we are going to source some bourbon from mgp um and uh we're going to secondary barrel that as well and then uh, we've actually so we do all of our um, operations are at Kentucky Artisan Distillery out in Crestwood. Sure. And uh, what we're going to do is we're getting ready to source some of our own products. So there's finally, some, there's some expertise out there. Definitely. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, Jade's doing a good job. They're all, <laughs> they're all doing a great job out there, and uh, we are, are, are we're going to uh, have our own you know, our own new make that we're going to put down here uh, pretty soon. So now what I haven't seen anybody do yet, anybody is a toasted weeded bourbon. There you go again. (laughs) (laughs) Toasted weeded. That might be oversweet. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Weeded King of Kentucky would drink it. 
I'm yeah. telling you that. I would drink it. <laughs> One bottle all sold day. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it out there. I think uh, for those sweet tooth people, a true dessert whiskey. Uh, I, I bet you I could get a line around a block here. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think there's there's room for for all kinds of innovation. That's what I say. But but for us, we try to stick to tradition. But also, like I said, we're just uh, manipulating the wood, so we're not we're not really cheating. You know, we're just we're just not throwing a number four char, throwing it into a number four char, and uh, you know, we're actually paying attention to uh, the the breakdown in the wood and and all of that. So that's that's kind of our gig. That's our deal. Well, I, I know that. Uh, it's kind of common knowledge that, I mean, I guess I've heard different numbers, but I've heard 60% of the flavor of whiskey comes from the wood or 60% of the impact of flavor change comes from the wood. Sure. And you're dealing with that portion rather than the grain bill or the yeast. Exactly. You're focusing on the barrel, which has the biggest impact. And I think, you know, the grain bill at the end of the day is, I mean, you definitely have to use quality product. I mean, I've learned that in, in the restaurant business. You got to start with quality product and, and move your way up. Um, and the yeast is big. Yeast is huge. And I, I really don't think a lot of people talk enough about yeast. But with what we've seen in the percentages of uh the, the flavors that people talk about, 60 to 80% of the flavor comes out of the wood. Uh, we're just we're just really putting the wood uh, truly under a microscope uh, and seeing the extractives that come out at different times and different temperatures and different types of heat. And uh, it's 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 unreal. It, it, I think it's really going to open up a whole new uh, thing in distilling. And it's, it's really cool because we're a small enough company that we can that we can do that. You know, kind of flexible. I mean, you know, Jim Beam's not going to change their their flavor profile. You know, they may come out with something else. They've got plenty of money to do it. But, you know, Jim Beam is Jim Beam. It's been that way for, for 100, 200 years. Well, I'm hoping, Jason, you beat them to the punch and go ahead and come out with that uh, toasted, weeded bourbon. Um, you heard it here first on the Bourbon Road. Um, if you make it before, after this, this podcast – you owe us some money. <laughs> <laughs> Call it Big Chiefs. Yeah. Signature yeah. blend. Now, I, I, I'm so pleased with this because I love seeing a small craft uh, whiskey company do something totally different that they believe in. And you've kind of got this going on across the board with your secondary bear uh, aging that you do. Uh, it's delivering a very interesting profile, a different profile, but a profile that's yours. Definitely. You know, like I said, I've, I've, I've over the years of picking single barrels and, and all of that, I've kind of developed this palette of mine and, 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 uh, you know, I, I, I'm pretty, pretty stern on a lot of whiskeys, you know, I, I, I you either like them or you don't. And, right. and, uh, I think these, these are, these should do as well. I hope. Well, Jason, we got to say thank, thank you so much for having us over here at Bourbon's Bistro and uh, letting us go through your expressions and taste them. Uh, what a treat for me and Jim. No, I, I really appreciate you having me on the show. I mean, this is a, like I said, with our new product, and, and I know you guys got a huge following. And, and, and today it seems like, you know, like I said, we got in the, I got in the business, you know, bourbon business 15, 20 years ago. And it's like, it has changed so much with, and even with COVID, you know, it, it's changed so much, but there's tons of podcasts and there's uh, uh, tons of clubs and, and, and bourbon clubs and things like that. But uh, I know you guys have got one of the good ones out there. So I really appreciate y'all having us. Where can our listeners find you on social media? 
you know, Bourbon's Bistro is on all the media platforms, uh, and I'm sure Buzzard's Roost is on all the media platforms as well. Uh, me, I'm just on one. I'm <laughs> I'm the uh, Bourbon Redneck. I'm on Instagram. All right. All right. Well, follow the Bourbon <laughs> Redneck on Instagram. Check out Buzzard's Roost on Facebook and on Instagram. Make sure you come into Bourbon's Bistro and support this local business, this local man. Um, small businesses like his need to thrive. Um, stop going to those big chain restaurants. Stop going to those uh, fast food restaurants. Come in here and get a real meal, a real steak, a real dinner. And walk out the door with a real bottle. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Sounds great. All right. Well, you can find The Bourbon Road on all social medias at The Bourbon Road. Uh, we also have a website called TheBourbonRoad.com. Mike, what do we have on there? So we got our swag on there. We got our Bourbon Bullshitter t-shirt. We got our Bourbon Road hat. Uh, we got our Glen Cairns that you always see us drinking whiskey out of. Go on there and buy those. We also have our Facebook group. And if you're part of that Facebook group, The Bourbon Roadies, you get a 10% discount off all of our merchandise. Also on our website, you can read our blogs about uh, not just about the interview itself, but about what we're thinking about the day, um, about whiskey, whatever I come up with. Sometimes I write it. Sometimes Jim writes it. You can also find our reviews on there, the Adam Boothby, our, one of our moderators for our Facebook group. He puts our uh, reviews up there, helps us out. Go in there and check that out. Absolutely. And, you know, we invite you to come on to the roadies because I, I tell you what, when our show releases – and uh, and our our group is in there. They kind of like to throw questions out and ask about things that came up on the show. We'd love to have you in as a member. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just let me know how to do it. All right, we'll, <laughs> we'll, sure. we'll educate you on it. No problem. So we do two shows a week. Every Monday we'll do a craft distillery review. We uh, sometimes we'll do a big boy, but usually um, it's a small craft distillery doing something. You know, stepping out of the box a little bit. We'll review one of their expressions, kind of give you our feedback on it. Then every Wednesday we do a full length episode, uh, like today, where we have somebody on the show. We interview them. We try to. Dig out the dirt. <laughs> I don't think we dug out any dirt today, but we had a good time <laughs> drinking your whiskey for sure. So if you like those episodes, you're listening, make sure you scroll up to the top, hit that subscribe button. Your phone, Alexa, she'll tell you, hey, the Bourbon Road just released a new episode. If you like it so much, though, what will you really help us with is scroll on down to the bottom, hit that review, give us a five star. That helps us get into the doors like places like this. Let's just interview great people like Jason and Buzzard's Roost. If you want to, give us a one star. Uh, we want you to be honest with us. But just, tell us that. just tell us how to get better, though. Um, we've only got one on there, Jim. I know. You keep saying that. Nobody's listening to you. Well, hey, I, I, hopefully those reviews do help us. I know it's a pain to go on there and do a review, but uh, they really do get those doors open for, our, for us. And it helps us uh, meet, meet great piece of people like Jason. Absolutely. So we'd love to hear what you think. Hop onto our website, hop onto our Instagram, hop onto our Facebook. Let us know who you want to hear on the show, what bottles you want to hear reviewed. Uh, our ears are open. So, Mike, they reach us where? Well, you can find me at One Big Chief. I'm Jay Shannon 63. And we'll see you on down the Bourbon Road. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.